Dear friends in Christ, for 2,000 years now, Jesus has been building his church. The Bible tells us that he loves his church, he prays for us, and he defends us. He protects his bride, the church. And though he is the builder, he gives us the privilege of helping him along the way. Though we are undeserving, though we are sinful people, God, by the power of his Holy Spirit, uses us to help grow the church. I believe in our lessons that we heard read this morning, there is a blueprint for the building of Christ's church. And I want to look today at three characteristics of every single church that calls Jesus Lord. We've been watching the construction of the swimming pool here in Story City these last months, and it seems like it's taken a long time to get everything ready for finally the pouring of the cement as the base for the, the uh, uh, swimming pool to come. And I'm sure it was the same way back in 1916 when construction began on this building to build such a solid and, and tall structure that we enjoy now a hundred years later. There had to be many months, I'm sure, of, of digging and pouring secure footings so that the foundation would be strong enough to hold the walls and roof for a hundred years and hopefully for many, many, many more years. We're so glad that we have a strong and secure church building, but we're even more happy today and glad that in this church we have a strong and secure spiritual foundation. Our lesson today reminds us that every Christian church is built upon the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. What does that mean? Well, our church and every other Christian church is built upon the words of these men and women who were inspired by the Holy Spirit and, and those words that they wrote down were given to us as the Holy Scriptures. And we still have them in our pews today and hopefully all around our homes too. These last years... Speaking of foundations, we, we hear once in a while about shifting foundations. We hear about floods that wipe, wipe out homes because it can't, the houses can't stand anymore when the foundations are washed away. We even hear about sinkholes happening where entire homes and buildings just sink into the ground. You know, over the last hundred years, there have been many storms that have hit this building. But it remains strong and secure because it has a good foundation. You know, when the storms of our personal lives hit us hard, or when false doctrines hit the church, we can go to our spiritual foundation, the Bible, for wisdom and strength and encouragement 
for it is a rock. It is unmovable. It is secure. Just like a solid foundation under a building, the Bible is that security for us, a good foundation. It is a rock that never moves, as Sam shared with us this morning. What a powerful message that was, and it fits so well with our theme today. Our constitution of this church in its opening page declares this. We believe, teach, and confess the gospel recorded in the Holy Scriptures and confessed in the ecumenical creeds and Lutheran confessional writings as the power of God to create and sustain the priesthood of all believers, that is the church, for God's mission in the world. It's right there in our constitution what we believe about the church. So the question we need to ask ourselves, I think, today is what's the foundation for our lives? We can't always escape the, the storms that hit us in our lives, but we can survive those storms holding on tight to the promises of God's word. That's why this church gives Bibles to our our kids, our second graders, when they first learn how to read, like we did last Sunday as we shared with that age group, those, those holy scriptures. We want them to be able to plant the word of God in their hearts right away, as soon as they're able to uh, read and, and be able to understand these words so they can fight against the temptations that they have and the trials that will come their way as well. And I hope you as parents and grandparents encourage them to get into the word as you do so that you have power as well to keep at it from day to day. The second characteristic of the church, besides having a solid foundation, is that Jesus himself is our chief cornerstone, as our lesson declares. Isaiah, hundreds of years before the coming of Christ, prophesied these words. He said, so this is what the sovereign Lord says. See, I lay a stone in Zion, a tested stone, a precious cornerstone for a sure foundation. The one who trusts will never be dismayed. Now, I think we need to clarify today the picture that we have in our minds about what a cornerstone really is. Most of us think of a cornerstone as a, as a beautiful stone on the corner of a foundation that has engraved in, in that stone the date in which that building was built. And it's there partly for ornamental reasons. But that's not the kind of cornerstone that Paul has in mind in our lesson today. A true cornerstone is the first stone that is laid in a building. And all the other stones that are laid after go by the cornerstone and match up uh, to that stone. The cornerstone is, is placed at a point where two walls come together and is large enough and strong enough to keep the walls from falling away from each other. If you didn't have this solid stone that keeps the walls together, things could fall apart. 
This is what Jesus had in mind in our gospel text today when he says the stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. Think of what a cornerstone means to a building. And our scripture says he's the chief cornerstone. Now the religious leaders of the day rejected Jesus' authority and authenticity. They didn't believe who he was. But because of his death and resurrection, today we can celebrate, and every Sunday we can celebrate, that he is our living cornerstone because he is alive. And he holds the church together. And he does this in several ways. He joins us to the Father. He has joined his people, the Jews and the Gentiles, together as one body. And he joins us together from our varied backgrounds together as the body of Christ. Now, if you try to build a church without Jesus as the cornerstone, it would very quickly fall like a house of cards. As our lesson says, in him, in Jesus, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple of the Lord. In him, all things are joined together. So, we have a solid foundation. We have a chief cornerstone. And then the third characteristic of the church is that it is built and framed with the contributions of millions of believers all over the world filled with the Holy Spirit. I got a call this last week from uh, one of the heads of Habitat for Humanity uh, sharing with all the pastors in in Story City about the new uh, Habitat house that's being built over on, on Larson over here and asking for workers. And it, it reminded me that it's this kind of concept that we see uh, at, the, at the center of this wonderful organization that hundreds of workers all over the area come together to, to raise up a house. It's dependent fully on those volunteers coming together, believing that they have an important job to do, to give housing to, to families that are in special need. It's the same way with the church. Millions of believers around the world come together each weekend to, to celebrate the fact that, that God is our cornerstone, but that he has given us all as believers, as members of his church, responsibility to, to help build up the church. Edwin Hauge, one of our past members uh, years ago, told me that he had heard that when this church was built, there, there was about 34,000 bricks laid in order to finish this structure. And I'm sure it took many, many bricklayers over that year of construction. You know, we are like bricks in a church wall. Each of us are an important brick. Sometimes we look at our church, and over the years we've had to repair some bricks that have fallen out or, or got damaged, and, and we've had to hire people to go up and repair those spots. Each of us are a brick in God's church, and when 
that brick isn't there when you're not there, then there is a hole and it's not complete. The question I think that we need to ask ourselves today is that do we go to church or do we believe we are a part of the church? Jesus, too, fits us all together in just the perfect way. You know, all of us come from varied backgrounds, and we have different personalities, and we're young, and some are older. But you know what? God has placed us together, all thousand of us, as members of this church, from our varied backgrounds in a spirit of unity because we have one purpose, to build up Christ's church, and we believe that's crucial for the advancement of God's kingdom. Our lesson reminds us, in him, you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. We are being built together as a unified body. Peter reinforces that in his letter when he says, As you come to him, the living stone, rejected by men but chosen by God and precious to him, you also are like living stones. We are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood. Just like Jesus is the living cornerstone, we are living stones because we have the spirit of a living Christ dwelling in our hearts. So do we want a place where we can be built up and drawn closer to the Lord? Yes, we do. We want a place that we can gather each week for that purpose. The goal for all of us is to call, that call ourselves believers in Christ, is to gather each week to experience God's love, God's peace, and his holiness. Do you sense God's holiness when you come into the sanctuary? Do you feel his peace and his love? I hope you do. That's important that we experience that power each week. I pray also today that that same thing will be a goal for us as individuals as we think about our bodies, minds, and souls. We know we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. If Christ is the foundation and cornerstone of our lives, then we too inside of our own souls, will experience his love and his peace and his holiness and desire to let others know about that as well. If you were to look on the outside of your spiritual house today, would Jesus' name be on the cornerstone of your house? Today, We celebrate a hundred years of having this beautiful structure with a cornerstone, and we should celebrate that. But more importantly, may we continue to celebrate the presence of our living cornerstone in this community of faith and in each of our personal lives as well. Amen.